1: Hello everyone, I'm George Roska
2: and I'm Mark Schneider
1: and we want to welcome you to today's episode 126 of Say What where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system including back-to-school questions every parent should ask.
2: That's right George, it's an unfortunate fact that the public schools are no longer what they used to be. Safe spaces you could drop your children off and be reasonably confident that they would be protected and cared for Parents must now be on alert and on guard to the threats the schools now present to our nation's children. George, as we've been talking about for a couple of years now, public schools aren't what they once were. Uh, While many teachers are doing their best to properly educate our children, radical organizations are working as one to indoctrinate America's children into extreme ideologies. Aside from the direct harm this brings to children, another goal is to undermine parental authority and drive a wedge between parents and children. So, George, we thought it would be wise for parents before sending their kids back to school uh, that it would be imperative to ask school officials the following questions. And I'm just going to read through these quickly And then we will come back and go into each one. Here they are. Number one, does your child's school teach sex ed and or gender theory? Number two, does your child's school teach critical race theory or ethnic studies? Number three, does your child's school use a teaching method called social emotional learning? Number four, as a parent, Do you have access to the school library and your child's curriculum? Number five, does your child's school conduct personally intrusive student surveys that violate student and family privacy? Number six, does your child's school recruit students into extracurricular clubs that are ideological, political in nature? And number seven, as a parent, Do you have the right to opt out of any of these activities? And George, these questions alone should tell parents that something is seriously wrong with America's schools today. So it's incumbent upon parents to find out if these harmful ideologies have infiltrated the schools that they are funding and entrusting their kids to.
1: Yes, Mark. And, you know, one big thing that we want to also make sure parents are very well aware of uh, for those that are in the Ninth Circuit U.S. court right, system uh, is a very important uh, ruling uh, called Fields versus Palmdale School District. This is almost 20 years ago, back in 2005, uh, which talks about the right of parents to control the upbringing of their children, saying that that ends, that right actually ends at the threshold of the school door.
2: That's what the case stood for. And, uh, yeah, as you stated, this goes back almost 20 years. Uh, this is in the Palmdale School District in Southern California, and a parent was upset about pornographic materials that were being distributed in the public schools. Of course, this case, uh, also, uh, relied on an earlier case that is 1973, Miller versus California, that said that, uh, basically if your school and you're showing pornographic and illicit materials to kids, uh, you have an exception to the normal criminal prohibition to distributing pornographic material based on the fact that it's educational and scientific in nature. But George, this this law that you read that stands for the proposition that parents' rights ends at the threshold of the school door, that's still good law in the Ninth Circuit. And uh, this case was actually a sister case to an earlier one that had happened in Massachusetts. And I, I think it was Brown versus Hot, Sexy and Safer Schools. I can't remember the exact name. So the East Coast also has this law in, in, in effect. Very chilling stuff. So parents forewarned is forearmed. And uh, now, George, I think it's time for us to go in a little bit more detail yeah. on each one of these questions.
1: Yeah, let's dive in. So the first question, parents, that we would like you to consider asking is, does your child's school teach a form of comprehensive sexuality education? Um, you know, we, when Mark read the, the questions, you know, it was, you know, very general, you know, sex and gender theory, right? That's our first triple threat. Uh, but how does that sex and gender theory exhibit itself, you know, in the classroom? It usually comes first and foremost in the form of comprehensive sexuality education. And you'll see that here in California, the California Healthy Youth Act that was passed in 2015 mandates that at least once in junior high and at least once in high school. And that it may be taught in K through sixth grade as well. Um, so it's really important that, that you look at the law in your state. And if that is already mandated, make sure you understand what comprehensive sexuality education means. And another follow up to that on how that is exhibited. Does it teach that gender is fluid, uh, using pictographs like the gender bred person
2: or the gender unicorn?
1: Yes, because, uh, the gender bred person that's like way 2019. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Another important thing is that do parents, do you as a parent actually have access to review these materials and curriculums or do they, you know, force you to, schedule an appointment, uh, you know, in person during working hours and, you know, you're going to have to be locked in some kind of a room with a number two pencil and a blank paper. Uh, they take your cell phone away from you because you're not allowed to take pictures of these things. Uh, I mean, parents, you think we're exaggerating. These are things that happen. Uh, we've heard it from parents firsthand. I've been in those rooms as well, not being allowed to take any pictures of this stuff. Um, And they hide behind these contracts that they have, you know, signed with these curricula providers uh, that it's, you know, all copyrighted material. But this is just excuses.
2: It really is. And there's no reason that parents should not know that this is taking place in the public schools. This has been widely publicized throughout the nation. In fact, George, uh, POK, as you well know, was formed. Uh, because of the passage of AB 329. That, that was its code name in California, otherwise euphemistically known as the California Healthy Youth Act. There's nothing healthy about it. And since this law was passed in California to teach comprehensive sexuality education, uh, the last time I looked, George, there's some form of uh, CSE that's being taught in 22 states. Uh, around the country, probably more than that actually. And it, even if it, it's not uh, by law, most schools are teaching this in some form. As you stated in California, it's not required in elementary school, but as you and I both know, it's widely taught in elementary schools. Kids, uh, even in pre-k are being shown materials like who are you? A, this color coloring uh, textbook that tells children, Your parents make a guess about your gender by looking at your body parts. So this is an incredibly nefarious curriculum that parents need to know about. But George, as you know, it doesn't stop there. Other laws have been passed regarding student privacy, haven't they? They
1: have. Back in 2013 here in California, the infamous bathroom bill. And I was actually shocked because while I was learning about the California Healthy Youth Act five years ago, that 's when I was starting to read through my own school district's uh, parent handbook it 's like a fifty three page document, and that 's when I found out about this law about the locker rooms and bathrooms and i 'm like, my kids, you know, especially my little girl, will never place her foot on a public school yeah. campus yeah and by the way, parents, the Gutmacher Institute is also uh, a place where you can go. they keep track. Of how CSE is being implemented uh, in every uh, state in the nation, uh, they're they're a horrible horrible entity. Uh, I don't recommend you to agree with them, but at least you know they keep all of this data for us.
2: They do, and uh, uh, the bill that you were referring to requires that public schools open restrooms up to children who identify with a non biological sex. So. Parents, you should know that if you have a young girl in in the public school system, she can be attending a a restroom thinking that she's protected and that it's private and that a young boy who identifies as a female can walk into that restroom, locker room. We've had cases even in uh, uh, showers, you know, showers that, that are taking place. So you need to know about this. But, George, it doesn't stop there. Is your school providing confidential medical and mental health services to students?
1: Yeah, that's another really important question because uh, parents here in California from the age of 12, children are actually even even at your local hospital. They are now asking you as a parent to to step out of the room when they are consulting your 12-year-old child. And the child needs to provide the consent for you to be in the room, for you to have access to their medical records online, all of that. And that translates into the school system as well. Um, so your child can uh, leave. They can go to a Planned Parenthood clinic during school hours, paid for by public you know, tax dollars, um, and go have an abortion. Uh, Or go and start, you know, uh, therapy um, on gender transitioning, you know. So all of this stuff is happening. And, and Mark, it's just crazy how quickly the time flies by. I mean, we could spend episodes just on
2: this one question. We could. could indeed. Unfortunately, George, there are other areas that uh, parents need to probe. But this is number one for a reason. This is probably the most insidious thing that's going on in the public schools, Uh, kids are being sexualized and they're being encouraged to consider that their gender is not in accordance with their biology. And it's being facilitated by third party providers who are coming on campus and having conversations with minors about getting this gender affirming care. Uh, This infamous bill, AB 1184, which was passed in California uh, requires that insurance companies hide uh, what, what are called sensitive services from the parents that are being given. The first time parents find out that gender-affirming care is being offered to their child is when the bill shows up in the mail. Say what? So parents, please take the time to investigate the situation. Ask the principal and school officials how this CSE and sex and gender theory is being implemented. But George, we've got to move on to question number two.
1: Does your child's school teach CRT or ethnic studies? Um, And so this is now going to come up in various forms in the classroom. Uh, Everything from, you know, does your teacher, you know, uh, mention that America is systemically racist, that history is rooted in white patriarchy, uh, or that society is separated by a and oppressors, according to race, um, and and mark another phrase that we keep on hearing is culturally appropriate, um, you know, history. Yeah, uh, they they keep on you know coming up with that, um, and so it, if you are not hearing the phrase ethnic studies, you might be hearing this other one.
2: You might be hearing that, and uh, ethnic studies is often the way that critical race theory is couched, <clears throat> excuse me, in the public schools. Um, in fact, in California, uh, they had a whole uh, framework that was done by the California Department of Education that was over 800 pages long that basically was a treatise for teachers on how to implement critical race theory. And George, there's things in there that we have talked about in our conferences and speaking engagements. At one point in time, students were being taught to worship and do chants to pagan and Mayan gods before that was addressed in court. But the bottom line is that we are teaching an ideology of oppression and grievance to our kids. And oftentimes it comes uh, in curriculums that stem from the 1619 Project which is a widely discredited, uh, long journalistic project that came out of the New York Times, which te- teaches that America is based on a slavocracy, that our true founding was not in 1776 with the Declaration of Independence, but in 1619 with the Dutch-flagged White Lion coming to the shores of Virginia uh, with the first slaves. Uh, the truth is that slavery has held true for virtually every nation on the face of the planet. Uh, America is, is truly one of those nations, but we should also talk about the steps that America took to defeat slavery at the cost of hundreds of thousands of American lives.
1: Yeah, over 600,000 American uh, men in the army uh, lost their lives during the Civil War. Um, Parents, another very good place for you to continue doing some research on this topic is Christopher Rufo. Yeah. Uh, he is a very well-documented, trusted resource. If you go online and just uh, Google him, you'll get to hear a lot of his, his talks on this and um, a, a lot of really good information. Moving on to the third question, are your child's teachers trained in social and emotional learning? Mark, this is the latest of the triple threats that has emerged. And it's very slimy. It's kind of hard to pin this. What, what is this all about?
2: Well, social and emotional learning has been around for quite some time. It uh, was originally developed by a man named James Comer. He uh, emanated from Yale. And he started the Collaborative Association for Social Emotional Learning. It came out of Chicago. That's where their uh, headquarters is. And George, really what it is, it's a form of replacement parenting. Uh, it uh, purports to teach things like self-discipline, self-awareness, uh, getting along better with, with other students and adults. They've got this famous wheel that they use to teach these values. But if you dig beneath the surface, you you very quickly understand that what they're teaching is critical theory and wokeism. That, that's what this is meant to, to convey. And George you will not find one curriculum you know there's there's not a class on social emotional learning and then that's what's so insidious about this program yeah it's woven into the entire school day school week school month school year it's Im- implemented in virtually all curriculums and George as you know there's a data collection element to this as well is
1: there? there's a huge data collection element and in fact one of the the companies that does it, on behalf of schools is a company named Panorama, which uh, the owner of that company happens to be uh, the son-in-law of the Attorney General of the United Merrick States, Garland. Merrick Garland, and and so they take all of these data points that they you know track on kids, and so now they know the school counselor knows well you know which direction do I need to re-educate this child in, and how do I provide. Multiple tiers of support, uh, which is another thing that you hear a lot in the the school system between you know counselors and teachers, and and so it's really it's a social engineering program.
2: Yeah, you, you mentioned the word reeducation. That's completely appropriate. That that's what it is. So they're uh, they're surveying kids on their feelings, their uh, views on gender theory and sexual theory, uh, on. Uh, Oppressor and, and oppression and where you fall on the, uh, on the spectrum of, of white identity. They're surveying kids. And depending on where they land on these scores, they will come in and give further counseling to make sure the student believes what the schools want them to believe. And worse yet, George, this data is collected and many companies are now are working with Panorama Education to view these scores. It's like the Chinese social credit system. Mm-hmm. And if your scores don't line up the way that these employers want them to be, you may be out of a job or never invited to even interview for a job. This is incredibly insidious.
1: Yep. Well, moving on to the next question. Uh, do parents have online access to all library books, curriculums, and materials? Or can a parent re- request a, a record of books that their child has checked out? or block child access to materials they deem inappropriate or harmful. Uh, Mark, how should parents uh, take action on on this front?
2: Parents have a right, um, depending on your state, uh, under law, to view the materials that um, their children are being exposed to. So we uh, highly recommend that parents uh, make an appointment with their principal, maybe with the local school district, and ask by law, demand their right by law to inspect the curriculums that their children are going to be exposed to uh, that semester or that quarter or that academic year. And we have forms um, at our POK website. Uh, you can go to our downloadable forms uh, site and get access to these. And be polite, be respectful, um, but be determined, you know, this is your right as, uh, as a parent to find out what your, your children are being exposed to.
1: All right, the next question, does your child's school conduct surveys that examine students' sexual behaviors, gender identity, drug use, religion, politics, or personal family attitudes? And how is that data used? And this goes, you know, beyond social-emotional learning. So, Mark, how does this stuff come up?
2: Well, it comes up in all kinds of different classes. Class situations, uh, critical race theory, ethnic studies, comprehensive sexuality education. Very often, uh, kids will be surveyed during these classroom discussions on how they feel about these different topics. This data is collected. And uh, by law, in most states, parents have to be notified, uh, not only before these uh, studies, uh, these curriculums are provided, But before these surveys are given, usually it's like a 14-day notice. But sometimes these notifications come in the form of a postcard, you know, in your mailbox or maybe sent by email. And like most parents, you're busy. You don't even see them. So you have to be proactive and ahead of time find out what kinds of surveys are going to be offered to my student and opt out of them. Again, we have forms to do this on our
1: website. Uh, Next question, what third-party organizations are invited on campus to recruit and interact with your child? Are there political, ideological, or religious student clubs or activist training sessions that are made available to your child? Unfortunately, this stuff is happening. and In fact, uh, we did an episode just about some teachers up in the Monterey area, and they were using their GSA clubs to heavily indoctrinate uh, their students and they kept all of that information secret and away from parent.
2: Yeah. GSA stands for gay straight alliance. Uh, sometimes these clubs come under different names, but these are mostly LGBTQIA ad nauseum flavored clubs that exist to recruit your child uh, into this worldview that denies biological gender and uh, there are third-party organizations as well, George, that uh, work in common cause with on-campus groups to recruit kids into these uh, these types of clubs. Planned Parenthood is one of those. Seek Us is another organization does it, the Human Rights Campaign. Uh, Glisten is a famous organization. They're all involved in this. And parents, you need to know if these organizations are on campus. And how to guard your children, how to protect your children against these groups.
1: Yeah. And especially go onto the school district's website and start looking at contracts that are, you know, that the district has entered into. You'll be surprised that there's tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars going to those organizations via contract. Well, Mark, that's all the time we have here for today. Parents, uh, please. Go on to protectourkidsnow.org. Check out our website. We are actually going to have a flyer handling these questions that we just went through, that Mark and I just went through. Uh, So it'll be live on our website. Um, So uh, please use this as a guide to go and have those conversations. They're tough conversations, but you must because this is how you protect your kids. Please also go on to other parts of our websites. Uh, We have videos that you can share. We have brochures you can download. Uh, There's a donate button if you uh, like the ministry that we are doing here. Mark and I would appreciate if you become a monthly supporter of this ministry. Uh, Also, if you want us to come and speak, uh, you can hit the invite the speaker button. We will gladly come out and speak to a parent group or your local church or or other organization. So uh, thank you very much, everyone, for uh, listening and for sharing our content. And we'll talk to you next time on Say What?